Kurt Cousins' dad has entered the waiting room. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Hello, Samuel. He has joined us. Rivers Cuomo. <laughs> no, it's the wonderfully named Rodrigo Blankenship. Are you sure? Yes. So it's not Rivers Cuomo. It's not Rivers Cuomo. There is a there. Now you say it. Have there you is, ever seen not just Rodrigo this... Blankenship and Rivers Cuomo in the same room together? Yeah, it's not just a resemblance though. It's like a surging resemblance. <laughs> resemblance. Yes, it's a resemblance. <laughs> This is like the cars. <laughs> I don't think we'll get a worse joke than that. We should just end it now. Hello and welcome to Stiff Upper Lip, the NFL podcast by Brit, with me, Ed Wilkins. Me, Emma Hebron. Me, Sam Wand. Me, Tom Chapel. Excellent. Lovely. That's Please so... stop eating biscuits. Oh, no. It's so horrible. What's the threshold to, like, eject someone from the pod? <laughs> well, l- lack of knowledge appeared not to be one, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cheap I'm trying. Shot. He is. He's done more work than you. Bullshit. I paid... <laughs> 40 whole English pounds to watch football this year. <gasps> Wait, wow. how do you only pay 40 pounds? Because I've not got the like pro one. Now then, Tommy, are you recording also? I uh, I mean, I can do. I've, I figured that considering that I'm away as of tomorrow. Tom, what's, um, what's the weather going to be like? We have, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Two days of sunshine and five days of thunderstorm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And how many days of quarantine when you get back? Uh, Currently zero, but if we test positive for coronavirus, it's several. But it's fine. We do these shits shits remotely anyway, so I'll still be here. I thought it was like like two weeks, or did they revert that as soon as they... (laughs) As soon as a Tory MP wanted to go on holiday. Shall we dive in and discuss some football? Dive in, like Scrooge McDuck. I was thinking some 41. Well, we uh, have, we had, um... <laughs> Can I do nothing right hey, today, Tom? You of all people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some 41 in just a bit. Meh. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Hotel and No Filler is a very literal album title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, think... they are anything but meh. Yeah, I think kids today is my first response when Tom says, oh, I'm not sure about some 41. I'm going to see some 41 next year. You intentionally? (laughs) You wish. They're doing Uh... Chuck in full. (laughs) Hey, there's some tunes on that album. There is some tunes on that album. I feel like at this point, some 41 and like, you know, other little bands that really like thrive off being able to do nostalgia gigs that haven't been able to. I feel like we could get them for real cheap at our wedding. Please like get an Smash intimate Mouth. wedding of 30 and Smash Mouth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please. Real Big Fish, I think. No, yeah. Real Big Fish would cost a lot because you have to pay for all 15 members. Yeah, I yeah. Think that, well, I'm going to Slam Dunk, and I think they're at Slam Dunk. They are at Slam Dunk. Oh, you give me like eight months and I'll be skanking my little heart out. Sam, I'm guessing that you're in Leeds. Uh, yes. 
well then see you there in the pit, my good man. Oh, bird. Anyway. We can have a, we can have a live correspondence. When can. is this festival? May. Uh, May next year. I feel like that's very optimistic. <laughs> yeah. You might well, be able to have one of those ones where people like sit in picnic chairs on platforms, but moshing in uh, eight months' it'll, time. It'll be fine by then. Yeah. That's what we said in March about October, and look at us now. Oh, this time it will be. <laughs> we can, we'll, we'll just take your temperature, and then you can join the Wall of Death. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Earlier this year, some 41 wasn't on the line. And now, Bojo <laughs> is like, we need to really crack that. Well, Otherwise, I mean, how are all these drunk teens gonna like sing all the wrong lyrics to Fat Lip? Forty-one is a bigger number than nineteen, so perhaps that's what we've needed all along. <gasps> and like one plus four is five, and one plus nine is ten. So maybe if you just watch some forty-one twice in a year, then you'll be cured. Illuminati. Illuminati confer. Derek Wilby's head is a triangle. You know what else is a triangle? The molecules. <laughs> Confirm. We have spent okay. too much time inside and together. Um, are we? Are we going straight to game? Browns Bengals. Oh, well, we've already. Yeah, Browns Bengals was comfortably covered. Browns. That was already. Yeah, we already really? did that. Um, I was. I, I was a little there. disappointed. I missed that because I was very encouraged by Joe Burrows. Excellent. I was only pausing because like I thought, like, wait, you were in You thought a deeper it, analysis was it. coming. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying you'd not seen it, and so I was just confused. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Yeah, no, I want, like, a, a, a Navy SEAL team to, like, drop into, like, Ohio and rescue Joe Burrows and take him somewhere, like, nicer. Um, you keep saying Joe Burrows. Do you think his name is Joe Burrows? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, John, it's John Barrowman, right? <laughs> it's just Barrow. There's no S. Oh. Oh. oh, I thought it was going to be something complete. Oh, fuck you guys. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jim Brannigan. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, in um, that case, the first game is Bears-Giants. Yeah. Is that copyright? I think Can we, we have to pay that? Survivor now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Europe, isn't it? This it's Europe, that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's Europe, that. Yeah, no, Survivor did Eyes the Tiger. <laughs> yeah. Get your, get your balance. I'm just not mode. with it today. Yeah, Bears-Giants. Someone speak. Well, I was kind of waiting um, for Sam. Okay, um, the Bears, just okay. <laughs> yeah, an absolutely horrible day for the Giants. Saquon Barkley, confirmed now, ACL tear? Yeah. Yep, he has no, yeah. no yeah. legs. So, whole season beyond that, we've also got, is it Tate out with a yeah. toe injury, I think? Yeah, he got hurt yeah. too. Yeah, I think I was I was saying before Tom joined Dion Lewis. I do not have much faith in, and I think what has become of the running game in New York and how little threat it poses to even the least competent of teams um, will only put a target on Daniel Jones' back, and I think he'll be kind of hamstrung in terms of what he can do. If it was hard before, it's basically impossible yeah. now. Yeah. 
I mean, it's yeah. a true it's a true thing to say that sort of football was the great loser of this game because we won't get to watch Saquon week in week out, which mm-hmm. I think makes the league a little bit less special. Oh yeah, definitely. Plus, it yeah. screws with but... Sam's fantasy. Oh yeah. <laughs> On the fantasy football, not like the Giants winning anything was already long dead. I had no, I had no such delusion. I just, you know, I, uh, I hope for maybe an eight and eight season. What do you think it'll be now? Oh, the schedule is fucking rough. Yeah, I don't think anyone would envy like. <laughs> the teams that we've got coming up in the next like four or five weeks. I think the Giants are gonna go three and thirteen. Oh god! Are those two wins coming against Washington? Um, maybe or two two of those wins. What like, is the um, schedule for the Giants? I'm interested now. Yeah, you got Forty ers next, then Rams, then Cowboys, then Washington, then Eagles, Bucks, Washington again, Eagles again, Bengals, Seahawks, Cardinals. <laughs> Browns, Ravens, and Cowboys oh. to finish it off. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Right, I'm, I'm yeah. pointing it out there. Uh, like, obviously. The Giants, uh, they're ending up 14, yeah. I think. I don't think that's a, a, a bleak assessment. But, I mean, obviously, that that isn't the worst schedule. I mean, I think mm. the Texans already have been through the fucking ringer. It's not the worst, yeah. but like for a team yeah, that really relied on worst. some players that are no longer able to yeah, play. It, yeah, it wouldn't have been the worst for a, a, a competent team, which <laughs> I think coming out of this week, I can't really see the Giants being. I actually, I'm sorry, Sam, but I look at that schedule and I can't see it where one win's going to come from. Are you kidding me? The Jets? You're not playing the Jets. That oh, was wait. earlier. Oh, yeah, possibly not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the 49ers. <laughs> I mean, the, okay. last year's Super Bowl, cha- Super Bowl <laughs> they, they won't have they ha- Garoppolo, to be fair to him, because yeah, it's next week. The Giants won't but have any of their offense. I would say that if <laughs> if you weren't able to beat the Bears, who well, yeah, were pretty fair. much like halfway up, halfway down, most of these teams are above where yeah. I would rank the Bears. So if you weren't able to beat the Bears with all of your offense... <laughs> I can't. I think we could squeeze out wins against maybe the Bengals, depending on the kind of few weeks that they have, and mm. maybe the Browns. That's what yeah. I. I think that's what I'd. Who's I. Yeah. In whose house did, that, a, did a child just cry? It wasn't ours. It wasn't ours. <laughs> Sam. Oh, Hannah sneezed in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> So what is that noise? Do you hear it as well? Yeah, yeah. Shall we move on to the Bears? What, talk, talking about the Bears? Yeah, yeah. Because um, it's been very Giants heavy right now. Yeah. Mm. Sam looks disgusted. <laughs> 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 it's just frozen on like a really furrowed brow. <laughs> well, I just, um, it's just, it's just disappointing, man. Yeah. I mean, like, I was disappointed when Saquon got injured, even though obviously it makes things easier if you're playing that team and then a player like him is no longer on the field. Yeah, Nobody wants to see that. It was the first game where Daniel Jones had Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, Evan Ingram and Saquon Barkley on the field. Sterling Shepard was another one that got hurt. Yep. Yeah, I think Um, he threw to, like, seven different players and 
Yeah. About half of them are now injured. Yeah. I just I mean, like with with the right team, I really think Daniel Jones and I think, you know, in a way the Giants are the right team for him, but I just think right he, he he'd be moving so much quicker if he had better people around him and obviously a less injury stricken offense. Yes. Yeah. On to the Chicago Bears. Um, I was, hmm, I don't know. I still think I'm carrying a lot of hesitancy after just how bad last season was to be like, oh, yay, everything's good. But at that same time, I do want to take my wins where I can get them because last year there weren't that many. So I was happy. I feel like Mitch passed to a wide variety of people. He made quite a few really good deep throws. He threw to his left. Um, he ran a couple times. Um, I think everyone played really well. Matt got some sacks. Akeem Hicks played well. Yeah, I was I was pretty happy. Um, I don't know. I'm not sort of feeling like let's get rid of Foles and just stick with Mitch because I don't feel like I've got that confidence there really yet. But I feel good knowing that he's kind of there to fall back on because what I know that like Nick Foles isn't. Um, He's not like, you know, a Lamar Jackson seminal talent, <laughs> but he can do what Mitch did. He can be like a consistent guy that's all right. And that's kind of all we really need. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't be too quick to ascribe that much kind of hope from teams that you've faced already. I think the next kind of four or five weeks will be a much better indicator of where the Bears stand as, you know. Yeah, true. I think I I was, um, I was happy. I think it's hard really, like at this point with any team to be too happy or too sad because like we didn't have any preseason. Yeah, it's a very strange year. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think with certain teams, <laughs> you're allowed to feel certain ways. <laughs> well, with the odd t- like, you know, obviously the Ravens are very good and obviously the Jets mm. are very bad, but pretty much everyone else that's not top two or bottom two yeah, could go either way. Kind of floating in a... Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, like with the Lions game, I was actually really happy with that because if you're going to do well, you've got to win kind of like messy well yeah you have to scrape back to like beat teams like that and that was such an attritional game that being able to scrape back and like overcome it and win anyway i felt was really good but yeah it'll be interesting to see what we're like against the falcons i think that'll probably be the bears biggest test i think because the lions are still trying to find their feet with quite a lot of rookies on their team the giants lost saquon quite early doors and it made it very easy the falcons despite losing against the cowboys and we'll get onto that later still racked up 39 points and they they look like they are tearing teams apart they just can't actually defend Mm -hmm. um so i think that'll be where the Bears' biggest test early doors, and that's sort of. But then, like, I, I agree. Like, yeah. we we don't have much to go off of right now, so it's like we're going based off of record and and how teams have played against who they've had to play. But I think that how the Bears look against the Falcons will be the biggest indicator. I think this season. Yeah, I mean, because you mentioned Saquon, but I think we were already. You were already up when Saquon got we're, injured. Yeah, yeah, we were already up by like 10 or 12 points by the time he got oh, he yeah. got injured like second quarter. They actually did better, not because he'd gone, yeah. obviously, <laughs> but <laughs> they didn't get any points with him. 
so the like the lines it's hard to draw from because it's a, a um divisional game so kind of anything can happen like even when the bears sucked last year we beat the vikings so it's just like <laughs> anything can happen and then obviously yeah the giants wasn't as much of a test so yeah it'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. shall we shall we move on yeah eagles rams mm. well yeah, that's the next one the rams to me, I they came into the season. Obviously, me and me and you, Ed, were were very low on the on the Rams, and I don't know how you were feeling, Emma or Sam. We we've both been embarrassed now by our preseason predictions for the Rams because they've again they've shown up in a in an NFC East sort of favorite, and well, they've just fucking they've just smashed it, haven't they? The the Rams are they've already ascended the power rankings from like 28th on mine to in the top in the <laughs> yeah. top eight they were 20, 28th on ed's 26th on tom's and i put them 19th yeah we were oh, all very yeah. we, we were very so low was, on the rams before i was low on them mm-hmm. but not mm. not too I probably bad. would have placed them a bit higher but you know we're talking mid table yeah. the best yeah. whereas they're a classic team that's sort of like better than the sum of their parts like i think they're coached well I think their offensive scheme works. I think their new sort of defensive scheme where it's basically just Aaron Donald is a free rusher every time. That works. You know, until teams find a way to neutralize that play action stuff, the jet sweeps, the stuff that they weren't able to do with Todd Gurley because there was no threat that he was going to run anymore. No one's really, other than the Patriots in the Super Bowl, found a way to shut down that blueprint for offense, you know? Um, The Eagles suck. Yeah, the Eagles do so. <laughs> yeah, they do. They they look a mess, and and it's sort of we've ended up in the position where the NFC East has has found itself looking like a complete mess again. Now the Cowboys and the Washington, well, WFT, uh, leading what the division. The? Yeah, what fuck the? <laughs> uh, are are leading the division on five hundred, and it's nobody's looked like a team that's actually gonna go and reach the postseason so far early doors it's just i think i think the cowboys could still pull one out maybe <laughs> once they've got going a bit but but it's like that's the best team in your division yeah your division yeah it, does, it doesn't <laughs> yeah like most teams with no. a winning they've got a proper winning record not like we made yeah. it by one game we've discussed philly as well i think in greater detail last week but they do just seem a team that seem to lack quality in a few areas all of a sudden like they've still got a dangerous d-line with fletcher cox but i couldn't name you an eagles linebacker i couldn't name you an eagles safety couldn't even really name you a wide receiver that's going to play you so... shouldn't brag about that on an nfl podcast <laughs> <laughs> no i i mean they're they are playing practice squad level players at those positions aren't they i mean especially linebackers yeah. you know nate geary would he make it onto the bears if you make it onto the Giants, even. I think you might have a chance of making it onto the Giants, to be fair. I mean, they are a, a worse NFC East team. Yeah. Barely, but they are worse. It's a low bar for entry. Okay, where are we going to next? Cowboys Falcons. We're going to Dallas. Ah, we're going to Jerry World. I, I mean, this was a very exciting game. Like, for all that we've just kind of slightly mm-hmm. trashed the Cowboys. Um, it was an exciting game. It was very exciting, but that that excitement oh, has that excitement has far more to do with the Falcons 
innate ability to flip-flop between amazing and god-awful. Has anyone ever seen a team that blows leads quite as hard as the Falcons <laughs> do? Because it's, it's always Atlanta. Yeah. I, I don't understand how this how an organization can continually shoot itself in the wing yeah. whenever it gets... And it's like anything. a multiple touchdown lead, like, not just like yeah. a field goal. Here and yeah, there. it's because they were they were up huge. Tw- was it twenty eight to ten? Yeah, yeah. Well, all they need to all they need to do is de- develop and establish a consistent running game. But now, because they and can't, they because they defense. can't have anyone. It's not even that. They just need to keep the ball. Mm. If they if they yeah. hand it to the running back ten times in a row, then that we don't even talk about that game because they've just taken like ten minutes off the clock. That's no, I mean, it's not even as though they don't have any quality there. Todd Gurley was one of the best running backs in the league. It, it's not like their own lines poor because they, they get off big passing plays. They're just, honestly, I think nothing sums up the Falcons' ineptitude as a coached team than the onside kick because oh. how, how <laughs> as a special teams unit, do you not know the rules for your own job? <laughs> how... Why were, they, be... why were they stood around and waiting for the ball to go over 10 yards so the Cowboys could get it? It's either match-fixing or, quite frankly, the most embarrassing piece of NFL football I've ever seen. See, do you know what I think it is? I think it's legendary Bones Fossil was the coordinator of the... Oh, yeah. And it's just what? that the Bones Fossil, you must... Did you ever watch um, All or Nothing Rams? No, I didn't. Oh, you know, um, John Fossil, you know, the guy who took over for Jed Fisher for two games. Oh, he, yeah. He's the special teams coordinator in Dallas, and he's known for doing stuff like that that just makes the other team forget the rules. Like, it's, <laughs> it's his entire thing is being able to pull off weird things where the opposition are like, is that a rule? <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be giving the Falcons a bit too much credit, though. Yeah. They were just like deer yeah. in headlights. Hmm. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It doesn't take much to just fall on the ball. I mean, th- those are the rules, you know. Mm. You, in every other snap of the game, it was imperative that you got the ball. So why would it not also be the case <laughs> that you would get the ball on this one? Well, yeah, exactly. It's just. Yeah. I think a few people's assignments just went <laughs> terribly, terribly wrong. Every day, one man must sit on the floor in some pillows next to a clothing rail in a spare room while his colleagues sit on a comfy bed with appropriate seating. For just £200 in total, we can get this man a chair and a table so that he can podcast in comfort and not need to stretch his groin every week. Please, please pledge as much as you can or as much as you really want to to this poverty-stricken boy and help him afford a table and chair. Please go to http colon forward slash forward slash www.stiffupperlippod.com forward slash the cleft chinchilla appeal appeal. Thank you and please donate what you can to this unfortunate boy. Thank you. This has been a message brought to you by the Cleft Chinchilla Appeal Appeal Foundation. If you would like to know more, please visit our website. Thank you. Well, next one was uh, Bucks Panthers. Speaking of things going terribly, terribly wrong. (laughs) (laughs)
yeah um tom brady is um i think he kind of thought oh if i leave the patriots then people will be less likely to see that i've regressed because i won't be surrounded by everything that i once was but instead what's happened is now he's been like completely removed and placed in an environment where they don't they're not just kind of there for him. A lot of the players were already there. Well, it's I mean, not looking great, and the Panthers still lost, which I think yeah. is the Panthers. Mm. Yeah. What the, what you'd say though is, I mean, at least the Bucks feel like they have room to grow. The Panthers mm. feel like for the second week in a row, it was the most yeah. stilted thing outside of CMC getting a late touchdown mm. I've ever seen. Mm. But I think I was like really excited before the season to watch the Bucks because I was just so. I thought, oh, they're just going to be like explosive and a bit wacky. And they've kind of instead just been a bit of a wet blanket. I'll tell you what, though. Do you know the exciting part about the Bucks right now? What? It's that defence. The Bucks, yeah. the Bucks defence mm. is phenomenal, especially against the run. They are mauling runners at the line of yeah. scrimmage. Which just makes it even more evident that Brady's <laughs> not scoring. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. A uh, bit of news that came out of this game is that Christian McCaffrey is now looking at sort of six weeks oh, sidelined. I am. As the first pick in our fantasy draft <laughs> who got Christian McCaffrey, I'm heartbroken. Mm. Blair's been sending me messages like, oh, Emma, do you need any running backs? Because I'll be happy to trade. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm trying to cough it off my pain. <laughs> Emma, do you want any Because I'd be happy to try. I've got you. a lightly used Todd Gurley. <laughs> <laughs> and he will remain so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a, uh, I've got a, a Joe Mixon. <laughs> you know, humble <laughs> Joe. Uh, I'm just trying to remember who I've got I think in this I've league. Got... I've got, I've got James Connor. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate rumbler, James Connor. I've got uh, D- I've got Swift and I've got Austin Eckler. So mm. well, I had Christian mm. McCaffrey, who still got me like almost twenty five points. Well, he won't get you any next week. But he won't do it ever again. Clearing the way for Delvin to get me another six point eight. <laughs> <laughs> and like Julio Jones only got four point four. That's because he had that awful drop in the end zone, which was on a trick no, play, a pass like, from Russell Gage. Yeah. Come on, man. When, if I've not I released Daniel Jones. <laughs> you can release him. I no one pick him to. up. You call him no. time of death. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like my namesake might not be. The Daniel Jonestown massacre being your team name would actually become more apt were you to have yeah. to cut him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he, I feel like, you know, he's got a winning mindset. He's... he's you know, he'd know what I was doing. Why are we back on Daniel Jones? Yeah, why does this keep <laughs> happening? Every time we end up back on Daniel Jones. Because he's a prodigious talent. And he can't <laughs> <make it>. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. Right, Jets 49ers. I, I sent a message to my fantasy football uh, thing because they were all like, oh, I don't know, who, which game are we all watching? And I was like, if you're watching Jets 49ers, that game will be a bloodbath because there won't be a healthy Jet left on the field. And how long <laughs> was I? Because uh, yeah. there wasn't the a healthy 49 er left. <laughs> barely made it out alive. Yeah. Um, they did win, but yeah, they barely made but, it out alive. <laughs> I think that, that again, uh, in the same way that the books sputtering on offense and still managing to completely obliterate the Panthers. Uh, is bad on the Panthers. I think that the Jets being te- torn apart by a team that is now at least 15% hospital wing, I'm not <laughs> sure reflects at all positively on Adam Gase. 
Carol yeah, Shanahan showed up and took the team that had Jimmy Garoppolo as quarterback to a Super Bowl. Like, yeah, I suppose maybe he's got like tenure, so he can be as shit as he's like, so they'll never get rid. But they've fallen quite away from where they were at last season. Yeah, well, I mean, they've got rid of their backup quarterback for a backup quarterback in Nick Mullins, who I really like. And now their quarterbacks. Well, no, broken. I mean, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is a is a backup. Oh, okay. he's a career backup. There's no reason why he should be a starter. Mm. Well, he's not now. Yeah, well, I, hurt himself. This is the thing. I mean, nature <laughs> took care of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think he's the he's the sort of the Premier League's Jack Wilshire, isn't he? Yeah, but Jack Wilshire actually had talent. Jimmy Garoppolo had none. Ooh. No, because when Jack Wilshire went to Bournemouth, he was completely he was completely sort of outed as this just sort of this guy with Weetabix legs. That... Yeah, but like Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't had a good game yet in the NFL, whereas Jack Wilshire at least had a good game against Barcelona and got everyone hyped. Well, that's true. Um, next one, Steelers Broncos. We've not said enough about Adam Gase. Yeah, we we need to fucking, we need to pan yeah. this motherfucker. How do they, how do the Jets organization not see the state of this team for what it is and how much of that is the fault of Adam Gase? Probably the, the same way that the made. Giants organization sees Dave Gettleman and thinks he's doing a good job. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I'm genuinely surprised every time I finish a sentence and Adam Gase hasn't been fired. Yeah. <laughs> like how yeah. how do I how does life keep turning? How does time continue to progress forward? Well, this the thing man is, still is, has a job. This poll that I ran, uh, Gase wasn't even the favourite to be fired. It was Matt Patricia. So Adam Gase has got thirty three percent of the vote. Really? That's how it. Fu- how the fuck? Honestly, I, I don't. They are the it. worst Why? team in the NFL, and ninety percent of it's his fault. The only thing can be the only thing can be sorcery. <laughs> Like, Do you reckon that he's got some incriminating <laughs> photos of like the Jets uh, owners? Yeah, I reckon the Jet, the only photos the Jets owners can take are incriminating ones. That is how. <laughs> Do the you reckon world that tends... they go to? Uh, oh, what's the fucking? What was the name of the? Uh, Gentle Taiwanese... Oriental. Gentle Oriental. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think we originally left that in. We did. <laughs> we did. <laughs> right. Okay, we can move on now. Well, no, I was just I mean, going to say, like, I mean, he has he has to be blackmailing them. It's yeah. the only logical explanation yeah. left. I mean, I, I mean, I like the, I like the sorcery angle. Mm, yeah, but for I mean, pure realism, like in, in having incriminating things <laughs> against your fellow white man, is generally how white men get into positions of power. <laughs> yeah, but imagine wow. like you go into the Jets locker room. It's just like a row of lockers, and like a crow nailed to the wall. <laughs> 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 oh, Adam's still here then. Was <laughs> in the WhatsApp group. Like, has anyone seen my eye of Newt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the if he's is... all adept at sorcery, you should probably kind of get to grips with some necromancy. That's about what. Or get Johnny Unitas back. No, Joe Namath, sorry. <laughs> I'll just make Sam Darnold work. Just <laughs> puppet him. Yeah. yeah He's alive. Maybe, maybe when he said he was seeing ghosts, he literally meant ghosts have been conjured. And I've seen Adam Gase is a fucking sorcerer. Okay, I wish that I'd said Joe Namath, not Johnny Unitas. But anyway, on we go. T- uh, Steelers Broncos. Hello. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's your time, time Tom. to shine. Um, <laughs> what, a, what a time to be a Steelers fan. I am excited. Gee, I love the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yeah, let's let's just clear one thing up. Um, seven <laughs> sacks. Uh, I believe it was seventeen quarterback hits. The steel curtain is again showing its might. The steel However, curtain has been drawn. Yeah, it it got drawn in the seventies. It got drawn in two thousand and in nine, and we won a Super Bowl and we won four in the seventies. And now it's been drawn again. It's it's time for what, game managing old men drawn? and defenses. Just don't, don't open those blinds. No, it, it, just keep the, them drawn at all times. Yeah. The, way, the reason why it has to go away for a bit is because then uh, teams don't realise when it's coming and then just out of nowhere a team uh, shows up and well completely obliterates it. Security. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. <laughs> the Steelers' defence was so bad for about... Uh, eight years before sort of 20, um, 2018 or 2019 even really and it was all just part of the master plan yeah exactly was be it? shit because like know? I thought last year you were saying that they were good is that not the case <laughs> no I said up until 2019 it's just that last year we didn't have a quarterback because we mm. had uh, a duck caller at quarterback for eight games but <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger throwing 84 yard bombs to chase Claypool we had fucking just ah oh, man what a time to be alive you know I actually think that a um, a steel Venetian blind would be more effective than a steel curtain because it would slice you as well as well no block your because, vision. because it'd be functional I mean a steel curtain how would you get steel to behave as a curtain <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it it'd could be, be more really like a board, thin. wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, but then if it's really thin, then like it'd be too. It'd be mm. too. It wouldn't. Then it wouldn't Maybe be effective could, like, as a defense. Weave it from some like wire. I think, guys, it might be a play on uh, the iron curtain. Oh, ah, oh, do, do, do you yeah. know? Because. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> We're clearly no, not intelligent enough to be members of the Steelers organization. <laughs> <laughs> they're one no. step ahead. They're not just playing football, they're playing with our minds. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you have any thoughts on the Broncos, Tom? Uh yeah, to be fair, after after Drew Locke went out, they fared pretty well with Jeff Driscoll in at quarterback. The only problem I think that the bon- uh, the Broncos have got to really face now is that I don't believe in Jeff Driscoll to do anything else. Like he's really good at coming in and closing out games or keeping them competitive for one week, but then for the next eight weeks he's complete horseshit. So that's the reason why he's not a starting quarterback, and that's why I think we'll probably end up seeing the Broncos end up dropping off slightly. Um, Cortland Sutton ended up out for the rest of the season now with a with an AC sprain as well. So. The... Yeah, his is an ACL as well. His is an ACL. Oh, term. sorry, yeah, because he, he he sprained his AC before the game and left the game with a torn ACL. So yikes! Do you have anything else to add about the Steelers, or does anybody else have anything to add? I have I have one closing point. So we talk about the Ravens and Chiefs being the top two teams in the AFC in the league. Well, potentially in the league. I I have the Packers at second. Oh, um, that's true. You do, but. Definitely, definitely top in three. the definitely top three, top two in the AFC. Yeah. Am I right to assume that the Steelers could be the third best team in the AFC? What based on our rankings? Well, based off of what we've seen and how likely they are to actually reach the Super. I don't Bowl. think that's a. I don't think that's an outlandish statement. Yeah, I think Bills and Titans fans would have something to say, but I think that you're more than you're more than entitled to the opinion. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd I put that. the Bills above the Steelers, as did Ed. 
but you and Sam didn't. So on Sam's rankings, yes. I think there's sort of, there are four teams that I think are fighting for that third spot. I have Steelers, Raiders, Bills and Titans all in within four rankings of each other. But Mm. for me personally, based off of what I've seen and what I know about the Steelers defense and the the fact that we have the second easiest schedule behind the Ravens this year, uh, based off last year's win percentages, I, I think the Steelers might end up being the third best team in the AFC. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm sort I mean, of, do you mean in terms of like record? Well, in terms of record and how likely they are to reach a well, reach yeah. the Super Bowl. Because obviously, yeah, like in terms of record at the end with your schedule, I'd be very surprised if you weren't. I mean, even then, if we're not talking about it in the context of the the schedule that the Steelers have, which is you know quite kind, I think on the day and maybe three or four teams, if the Steelers are firing on all cylinders and defense holds up to the standard that it has and Ben's elbow does. Like, well, can I only really think of three or four teams that would be able to compete with that? Yeah, that's the sort of thing that I was thinking. In terms of who we can really think who, when playing against this team, specifically this defense, uh, but also having to deal with sort of Ben and if, if the run game can get going um, and the sort of litany of... of different wide receiver talents that are on that team now really how many teams we'd we'd all be happy to put our necks on the line and say would beat them i i don't think that we're going to see too many people betting against the steelers for many games this year no i mean they are a top draw team and have to be treated like that i think going forward I mean, they're not I without don't... they're not without weakness. I don't think that the the run game's yeah, been course. particularly strong, of course. But but then, like some of the teams that you've got coming up, like obviously the Bengals and the Browns, to just name two. If you didn't win, I would judge you more. <laughs> but they, they can't they can't choose who they play. That's no, the no, only... no. But Tom's saying that you wouldn't pick them against no. the teams in their schedule. I'm just sort of saying no, I wouldn't because mm. you'd be stupid. like if you're playing like obviously you've got teams like you've got to play the ravens but aside from that the majority of your games like a lot of them are like what the bottom two thirds bottom half of the yeah pretty much yeah we've got we've got the entire nfc east which Um, obviously is yeah we've got the (laughs) afc south which is hit and miss aside from the titans this year yeah uh we play the bills which is one of the probably the second hardest it gets yeah aside from playing the and ravens. then we play the ravens twice so, so that's so only I, yeah that's only like three yeah. games out of but to be an afc team a can afc contender escaping playing the chiefs is like a whoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it could potentially well, be a point where the steelers if if they were to get that far end up in an afc championship and play the chiefs for the first time that season yeah, like yeah. that is a that is a realistic possibility yeah here. And obviously, if you want to, um, if you want to win the Super Bowl, you'd eventually have to. Yeah. Except if you're the New York Giants, who did it without beating any particularly good teams until the Super Bowl twice. (laughs) (laughs) Coming in hot and savage there from a guy that's never been in a winning Super Bowl. No, we've not. We've lost four. All right. Shall we move on to, to the next game? Yeah. Wiggly and Tom's voice. Next one is Titans Jags. I don't, I don't have to talk about it yet. You're further down. <laughs> <laughs> um, Titans, Jags. 
Ryan Tannehill has has carried on doing what he did last year. And to be honest, Ryan Tannehill is now one of the better quarterbacks in the AFC. And who would have thought that sort of three years ago when he was shambling it up for the Dolphins? Mm. Yeah. But if I was his mum, I'd be proud. Yeah. I feel that's the way I feel when I look at him. I feel like I'm so proud. So if you were his mum but he wasn't playing well, you wouldn't be proud. Correct. I would kick him out. Ooh. I'm pretty sure that as How a sort of 20, 29 year old man, he's probably already moved out. Mm, I wouldn't be so sure. Okay. What? Daniel Daniel Jones, just to go back to him really quickly. <laughs> Obvi- <laughs> obviously. Shut up. He he looks like he lives in his parents' basement. <laughs> he looks like he lives with his mum. <laughs> he so looks I'm like his mum like... still makes him warm milks. Yeah. Well, I'm, no. just, I'm just nipping to Sainsbury's Daniel. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with warm milk. I have one every day. I've got your flippers, yeah, Daniel. Yeah, but like you don't get your mum to make it for you. No, no I get Ed too. Daniel J. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true, actually. Beth does the exact same thing. Do you know Beth has sweeteners in a warm milk? What? I, oh, honestly, monstrous. it's terrible. Yeah. I'm going to make is... her listen to all of your opinions on this because it is bad. Absolutely monstrous. I feel like yeah. we should make this a little brief intervention. Yeah. Beth, Yeah. if you're listening, you don't need the milk sweetness. You're already sweet enough. Why not just heat up a can of whipped cream? Yeah. I mean, that is the Jets in a mug, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) The Jets, I think that too much sweet is at least still some substance. I think that the Jets are just like water and sweetener. Jets are like you took the fucking U-bend off and just... Like, drenched it into a cup. <laughs> the jets like are the warm milk with the sweetener, but the the milk's gone warm because it's been sat out, not because you've eaten it. <laughs> the jets are ketchup in a glass. <laughs> Titans right. Jags. Yeah, Titans, Titans Jags. Jags. Uh, Gardner Minshew. Uh, unstable, uh, illogical, but fun. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'll take yeah. that. They, you know, sometimes it's a miss, but when it's a hit, boy, is it yeah, fun. Yeah, I, I still have quite a lot of faith in the guy. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. made some great plays. I think he has a, yeah, he has a lot of room to grow, and I think, yeah. But he, yeah, he's I'm, never, I'm, he's never displayed a trait where I'm like, that's not the trait of a franchise QB. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, other I think, than when he misses, or what about outlandish facial hair? Mm. No, I think that that's and the robes, more yes. in favor of his really franchise. Yeah, that's that shit's fantastic. He's I the guess, face yeah. of the franchise. Maybe I mean, that's... I'm not saying it's not fantastic, but it just seems out there. But I think it's just because you're used to like the, the giant cardboard cutout yeah. white man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, they all look basically the same. Yeah, it's like a Midwest randomizer. <laughs> like they, just, they, they click a button and it goes like, and it's like Benny Johnson. Has anyone ever seen the uh, the sort of there's like a Japanese baseball game and because they had to fill out an American team's roster they had to give them all like fake Oh yeah. Names. The, the Giants draft players that are off of that list of American names. That is who their quarterbacks are. Like Ken Angelman. Yeah. Vic the list Monteezy. is easy. It's fantastic. Aww. Sorry. So, so brief interlude. My my uh, my best friend got married on Sunday, and she's posted like pictures of her wedding. And look how cute, how You don't know Jess, and you don't know her wife, but it's still nice. Mm-hmm. But we support their union. Mm, yes. Their Seahawks. Congratulations. Seahawks. Our deepest congratulations. 
Mm-hmm. And also, the, I mean, the Jags, just to go back to sports, they're, they're, <laughs> the Jags, the Jags did Congratulations do to the Jags. Yeah. Well, I mean, they managed to bottle up Derrick Henry, which is like, that's an achievement in itself. I mean, they, they forced Tannehill to pass, and it's just a shame that he was able to. That's true. Yeah. But we all know that, like, Derrick Henry only comes alive the second half of the season. That's true. But he's got an opportunity. What's, is that what's the name of his, like, second album? Ed, based off of your analysis of what the Jags managed to do right against the Titans, do you think that the Jags have got a very good chance of beating the Vikings? Almost, yeah, without doubt. Okay. I'd, I'd oh, fancy the Giants. So. How, how, might, <laughs> how the mighty have fallen. Yeah, it's, watch it again. We're going to get to it. But watching the Vikings is like, have you ever yeah. seen like, like if... Like I'm fucking teeth pulled. No, it, what it's like is imagine if like David Beckham came to play for your Sunday league team. Mm-hmm. It is like watching a few incredible players play with abject crap around them. <laughs> no, it's I like mean, if, if David Beckham came... In your eyes. <laughs> Eric Kendricks, Anthony Harris, uh, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen. It's not quite David Beckham, but I know Chris Waddle (laughs) plays for a Sunday League team, and I've been to watch Chris Waddle playing Sunday League football, and that is no better. That is the Vikings. No, it's it's more like if if, if David Beckham came to your Sunday League team and then someone just set it all on fire. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it's like. I mean, shall we discuss... Petrol fire in the changing room. Should we discuss Vikings while we're here? Yeah, 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 we're already there. Let's just do it. Honestly, for the second time in a week, it was like watching my favourite pub burn down. (laughs) (laughs) Edward was almost in tears. No, I was in tears. (laughs) 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 I tried to save you. Yeah. To give you some masculinity. (laughs) It was like... There's nothing... Hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Before Before we move on to the Vikings again, can we just point out that Emma thinks that crying isn't masculine? That's, I don't think that. <laughs> Boys cry, Emma. Boys cry. Mm-hmm. And anyway. I cry a lot. He <laughs> <laughs> looks like a man that cries. Daniel Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he only, cry, he only cries at like adverts, like sad animals. <laughs> <laughs> How does every fucking game? How is so, it sorry, in the, instead of instead of masculinity, I should have said yeah. dignity because it wasn't dignified. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just I was so mad because you look at the Vikings and you think, well, hold on here for just one moment. There are at least four positions where you think that player is a contender for best at his position. Eric Kendricks, probably the best linebacker in the NFL. Anthony Harris and Harrison Smith, probably the best safeties in the NFL. How come we're losing by 30 points in multiple games? I... Those are some big claims. Could, gonna... Yeah, you, you think, please. Could it be that you're wrong? <laughs> <laughs> right. Sam is just like, you know, like you have like a whole belief system about your life and then you go and see one counsellor and they're like, actually, world comes crushing down. <laughs> Sam Sam is the voice of reason that comes from the voice of no reason, and I love it. That's why we need him here. Yeah, no, because he asks the question. The Vikings are, I I don't even know what to say. They are (laughs) a trash fire right now. To me, the Vikings are comparable to the actual Vikings when they showed up in America. Did absolutely fuck all, even though they pillaged everything else. (laughs) 
Excellent. And then everything you looked at was just more fire. Yeah. Did you know that the Vikings <laughs> named Greenland? Yes, they named it as a ploy to try and get tourists mm. Which, by the way, poor choice. Mm. Because Greenland yeah. is icy and Iceland is green. Mm-hmm. So they yeah, didn't Viking, even do that right. <laughs> Vikings are colorblind and, and clearly they've forgotten. I mean, Kate Cousins must be colorblind because he forgot what yeah. color his fucking team were playing. <laughs> Yeah. All three yeah, of them, they were shitty picks, all three of them. The offense is sort of like, he, the Cousins trusts no one other than Thielen, so would rather throw mm. jump balls to him rather than trust anyone else. Do you his, know, uh, do you... Sorry, I was just going to, his QBR this past week was 9.4. It was, it was zero. It was, it was zero until the, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah now, uh, I've had some bad weeks with Trubisky, but I think 9.4 breaks the bank. Yeah, it's the, it's the fourth worst since 2001. For any quarterback. <laughs> yeah. My, my favourite thing about God. Kirk Cousins' uh, performance moment of silence for, for Kirk's career. My favourite thing about Kirk Cousins' uh, terrible performance against the Colts is he fucked up my fantasy team so badly because I, I'm, in a, I'm in a league where there is a sort of... Uh, Multi wild card one where a quarterback can play in a in a flex position. Uh, okay. It's like a super flex, and I had Kirk Cousins play, and he scored <laughs> negative one point four eight points. <laughs> in Is comparison, only, I thought it'd been worse than that. Tom. <laughs> in in comparison, most quarterbacks, as you will know, will probably score at least fifteen points. Ryan Fitzpatrick, who remained on my bench, scored twenty five. So that is where Kirk Cousins sits, benched. Get the fuck. <laughs> You big fucking sweaty noms. (laughs) (laughs) Ed was pointing out, he was like, uh, we were talking about the quarterbacks and I was saying, you know, I also understand this pain because of Mitch. He's put me through the ringer. But (laughs) I didn't pay $81 million to be put through the ringer. (laughs) This is the thing. It's Kirk Cousins justified his wage last year. Kirk Cousins is justifying no wage this year. No, if he carries on like this, by week seven, he'll already have earned mm. Mr. Caviar Fingers. Yeah. I do he, I do feel very sorry, actually, for for you, Ed, because you've just spent at least five years now uh, trying to cultivate that Kirk yeah. Cousins is actually not a complete bum oh, yeah. quarterback. And you've just and done it. he just done it. I literally drafted <laughs> yeah. him in every league because he yeah. was... He'd convinced me, and now just, it's all undone. Yeah, he's all just undone. just convinced, like, the whole podcast was on your side, and then now we're all just... Like, yeah. Oh. yeah, and now he has fewer yards over two games. Mm. I'd like to state for the record that I was never convinced by Kirk Cousins, both when I knew nothing about football and now when I know <laughs> something about football. <laughs> uh, I don't know which one. You was like worse. that? You like that? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, no that's a, that's we do sting. not. It's, oh, it. Just, what was it, 95 yards passing? Sam, I'm he, not sure it was even that. He's got fewer over two games than Matt Ryan had in one. <laughs> Whoa. That's that's that says it all, doesn't it? He, he threw eight picks all season last year, including the playoffs. He threw four in two games. Uh, it was it is the worst passing offense in the you, league, isn't it? Yes, I can it give you his be. stat line. Uh, it was eleven Ooh. for twenty-six with one hundred and thirty, uh, one hundred and thirteen yards and three interceptions. No TDs. Rushing yards, zero TDs. And this is against the Colts, by the way, who last week got Lost torn to, to shreds by the Jags <laughs> by offering no pass rush. No coverage and in generally mm. no defense. I can't wait to play you. Yeah. 
Yeah, you've got two fucking gimmies. I can't wait till the season's over. I mean, <laughs> the best part is that one of those gimmies is around Ed's birthday, as yeah. always. Oh, no. Yeah, it's around my birthday. It's usually got... the one that you win. Yeah. Normally, we win the first one, they win the second no, one. No, that's not true. We've not beaten the Bears in the Matt Nagy era. Oh, yeah, you won. You lost loose last yeah. year. And we were shit last year, and you were great. So yeah. <laughs> this is going to be... <laughs> Sam, the Bears around my birthday isn't even the worst. We've got to go to, we've got to, go to New Orleans on Christmas Day. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, oh. I think the I'm only just... person celebrating Jesus on that day would be the Saints. <laughs> I have I have one final closing point God, if, if that's Christmas okay. Day. Mr. Cousins, this isn't a goose. <laughs> 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 <An old> shoe. <laughs> that's I'm gonna call the episode that. <laughs> Mr. Cousins, this isn't a goose. This isn't a shoe. <laughs> I have one closing point if 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 yes. we're sort of okay to move on forever. So uh before the year we all made our Super Bowl twenty twenty one predictions and yeah. uh, it was just which teams are gonna be in here. <laughs> um, yes, we're up had in that wound. <laughs> we've had uh, so Emma picked the Chiefs and the Seahawks, a very a very noble Ooh. pick and looking very good. I picked well, yeah. the Cowboys and Steelers, who I mean the Cowboys Still have looks... let me down a little bit, but the Steelers mm. I think could be in with a shout. Uh, the Chiefs Packers for Sam, very good show. Yeah. They are second and third in my ranking. I made that last week in lieu of not being around. So it was slightly season, cheating, but slightly yeah. cheating. <laughs> then we come on but... to Beth, who picked the Dolphins and Bucks, but Beth doesn't know anything about football and doesn't really claim Beth, much. I like her idea. She is, she is a Dolphins fan. But so... she is a Dolphins fan. You just wait till you just wait till Dolphins get two in and he's the fucking rocket up the arse that they need. Yeah, and and then we come on to Ed, who picked who picked the Vikings <laughs> to be in the Super Bowl. And right now, who? I don't I don't think that the Vikings, as of right now, look like a team that could be any of their schedule. I don't they, think that they could get a winning record at this point. No, they, let alone make the playoffs. Let alone get to the Super Bowl. And this is with the extra playoff team. <laughs> and literally, when I was watching, I was wondering if you stuck them against like Ohio State right now, would they win? <laughs> I don't think they would. So please, for my sake, Vikings, <laughs> this is one boy just asking for you to repay the love that he's shown you. <laughs> Shall we move on so that Ed's sanity is spared? To uh, I would also just like to say that, like when I when I picked the Seahawks, I received a lot of flack in this house for that choice. <laughs> And I plan on returning that plaque tenfold. Yeah. <laughs> you know that bit at the end of the Barney's movie in The Simpsons where it's like, don't cry for me, I'm already dead. <laughs> <laughs> that is Vikings Please can we right put now. it in? Yeah. Please yeah. can we put it in? Um, it's probably also worth, kind of at, worth Because I feel like, yeah, I feel like the Viking season, I mean, up to this point, but probably also for the rest of it, could be summed up by man getting hit by football. <laughs> by hands <Hamilton. laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is heaven. Two oh. references from one episode in one in one episode of oh, our we can, podcast. We can get some more in there. Oh, oh yeah, we, we can. can. Like, uh, Edward, every week from now on when we're planning the podcast, man escapes into bush. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's move on, please. 
please. Packers Lions. Packers Lions. Can we move mm. away from the NFC North? No. <laughs> no. Let's, you've let's got get to. You've got to follow talking about how bad your team are to immediately talking about how great your rivals are. The Green Bay Packers <laughs> are fantastic, aren't they? Unfortunately, Just. yes. Like it has to be as much as I think that um, the normally I would say like. Oh, as a Bears fan, I can guarantee a win and a loss out of maybe the Packers and Vikings each. But this year, I think it's two wins against the Vikings and none against the Packers. Yeah, yeah. they are the, they are a force to be reckoned with. They they've I mean, in fairness, they have played two of the worst teams in the NFL this year. In their that is true. Yeah. But that but they did said, it with panache. They've done it with style. And <laughs> in fairness, the Lions were ahead for, for quite some time. Again, the mm-hmm. Lions look like a frisky team up until they sort mm. of collapse in a in a heap yeah. of yeah. And heap the, of lion fear. But the Lions being sort of able to hold their own in that way against them did also mm-hmm. kind of bring up my positive feelings about the Bears because again we'd only had one week to watch what teams were like and I was like no idea is this good is this bad don't really know I mean for me the Packers look about as dangerous as a drone strike on a zoo like (laughs) (laughs) that's the sort of tier of aggression we're talking had Sam not done his a Christmas carol I feel like that could have ended up being the, the name of the podcast. A You've drone been strike at... on a zoo. <laughs> You've been pipped at the post there. <laughs> very Cousins Christmas. <laughs> we, had a, we had a very Gruden Christmas as one of the episodes last we year. Did. Yeah, we oh, did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that, uh, for analysis, Packers, A++. Lions, like a B. Well, yeah, they let it get away from them. Yeah, right? but if you're going to also say that the Packers are that good, then I think they did all right. For what we expect of the Lions, they outperformed for me. I thought they would get absolutely annihilated. Yeah, but our, our expectations for the Lions are because of Matt Patricia, this sort of like limping, like soggy turd that just sort of like flops yeah. across the field. And this like, week they were a turd upright. They stood up proud. You can't polish the turd. <laughs> they well, were. That's what they were. <laughs> they were, the Lions this week were a polished turd. Yeah. Just to quickly mention how our how our fans felt on Twitter. Uh, oh, Matt yeah. Patricia is the man on the hot seat with sixty seven percent of the vote. Ooh, so I, forgetting the sack. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn didn't get any votes for this one. Matt Patricia and Adam Gase were the two that really got any any attention. And Matt Patricia uh, is is the favourite to be fired first out Wee. of the cannon. <laughs> Was there anyone that voted for it that didn't look suspiciously like Tom in some kind of novelty disguise? I can't see who voted for it, but it definitely wasn't me. Yeah. Here's Tom as a court jester. Well, I, I I'm choose taking not a to brief intermission to feed the cat. I obviously... Me too, actually. <laughs> this is me and you now, Tom. Yeah. So I usually don't... like. I, I interact with the podcasting so that my my followers know that it's happening but like when yeah. it's a vote like this i don't i don't touch it i let i let it all come naturally and, yeah. and matt patricia leading the vote what do you think about that emma i think that he's right to be considered as someone who should be fired but i would find it hard to fire anyone before firing adam gaze <laughs> see that's where i sort of lay it's it's <laughs> 
Adam Gase is so incompetent that no matter how bad anyone else is, he's he's number one for me. I can see the frustration with Matt Patricia. I think I, I saw something that was like the Lions have had fourteen winning positions at half time and they've gone on to lose ten of them or something. Oh. So usually when they win they come from behind. But yeah. whenever they are winning at half time, they are they are in complete danger of collapse. Do you think um, that's exactly what happened with us? Well, yeah, it is. And and in fairness, the I've sort of withheld judgment about that game entirely because if Swift makes that play, we talk about a different outcome for both teams. Mm. But like, I I can't didn't. really take too much about it. They ended up dropping it. Yeah. But this one for me sums up the level of collapse. I think. Mm. I mean, it, even to was... have been at a point in the Bears game where you're relying on that one catch wasn't necessary. Well, yeah, exactly. Like you didn't need to be in that because they were winning by more than that. They let we came back. Did I tell you that my brother has actually abandoned the Lions? No. <laughs> He's he he got so sick of uh, every sport team that he follows being complete garbage because he's he a he's, he's a Wednesday fan and he was a Lions fan and he was a Tigers fan and a Pistons fan and all of those teams oh. are complete ass and I know this because I have to look at all of these teams on a regular basis mm. and I also support Wednesday so I know for a fact that they are all complete ass so he's ended up picking uh, the Raiders is. <laughs> Okay. Which I I can respect because he's not gone. Yeah, he's not gone full glory hunter. Yeah, he's not gone. gone, Oh, I'm going to be a Ravens fan now. He's gone. I'm going to pick a team because he, he, he's he got like a bigger fascination with Las Vegas. He absolutely oh, okay. loves it. He, it's one of his favourite places that he's been to. And now that the Raiders yeah. are in Vegas and it's oh, yeah. a complete fresh start for them. And I can um, respect that. I can I, respect I, that I, a I, lot more than when I see like Patriots fans in England who have oh, yeah. no affiliation with Boston whatsoever. Or yeah. like a really strenuous one. Like my dad worked there once when I was three. <laughs> no, I'm a fan. My my mum went tenuous. to the stadium and got a hat, and now I'm a, do- a Patriots fan. No, yeah, <laughs> he he has actually been to Las Vegas. He does actually feel okay. like sorry. We're just Tom's brother's just not a Lions fan anymore. He's abandoned the ship. He is now a Raiders fan. And I was saying I can appreciate that. Yeah. I can respect it because he's not gone for a glory yeah. hunting. He's it's just great. sort of made his feelings about Matt Patricia very clear. So it's a <laughs> yeah. lateral move. Yeah, because he's he sort of as I was explaining, like his his teams that he followed are all complete ass and he just got sick of like after week four not having anything any relevance in the NFL anymore. Whereas at least yeah. the Raiders have got some realm of competition as we'll mm. get on to later. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. No, to be fair, like the last few years I've felt similarly with like like Bears Raiders not that They've been fairly like yeah, evenly matched. Yeah, they're ups and downs. I mean, yeah, I, but I, just in terms of like how competitive they are. Yeah, I think that your your brother actually deserves commendation for sticking with the Lions as long yeah. as he did, Tom. Yeah, because I think it was like there's Let's... posts of him being a Lions fan from like seven years ago, and and we've always maintained like you'll never say that it's because we're being like glory hunters for the teams that we picked. I mean, you definitely couldn't say that for him being a Lions fan, but yeah, <laughs> it, it, he did well to stick it out for for six years. Yeah. In the same way that, like, okay. I mean, he's a he's a fan of the league anyway. Uh, he'll absolutely adore like everything, but it does feel a lot more exciting when you've got something to play for. With that in mind, Dolphins Bills. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think? Um, Dolphins are an excitingly bad team to watch. 
least. I, I mean, yeah, you know what you're getting with the dolphins. No, you you slightly don't. Well, what, <laughs> you, you, you know you're going to be entertained. Yeah. You just don't know whether that entertainment is going to be at your expense or surprisingly on yeah. your side. I mean, Beth's now got to devote her entire life to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Next season, though. We only get one convert a season. Who yeah, that is true. This season? Sam. Ah, okay. <laughs> Next year, then, the devotion begins. We've actually got a, a still of Sam mid-bite. <laughs> of what appears <laughs> to be like a waffle, was I, it? It looked, it looked like a crumpet to a me. A crumpet, is it? A... It's a street waffle. A street ah, waffle. Uh, Goodness me, it's getting fancy on us. They're, they're the, it's like if you took a digestive and kind of made it a bit more continental and like, <laughs> a bit more sophisticated and kind of better in every conceivable way. <laughs> I don't think digestive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking call me. Touchdown. Russell Wilson. I was about to say if you ne- if you mentioned Daniel Jones one more time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds like you did, Tom, and now we're yeah. talking about it again. Oh, for Andy, fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Dolphins Bills. Do you have any comments? Josh yeah, Josh Allen. Allen yeah, <laughs> four hundred and hang on, let me let me check. Four hundred and seventeen yards for Josh Allen on the day. Stephon Diggs, ironically, his favorite target. Kirk Cousins definitely could have used him for for sure. It's just piss off. <laughs> <laughs> that like sideline throw to Diggs was oh. absolutely stunning. Guys, yeah. Ez wounds are so salty you could cure salmon on them now. Okay, let's just stop. <laughs> Well, it was it was a stroke of genius that trade. <laughs> For one team, it was. Oh yeah, the the Vikings had the fucking head up their ass. It's fine. Stefan Diggs is now on a team that looks like they're going to actually reach a Super Bowl. So it... yeah, good yeah. for him. You know, it's about it, time you know. he deserves it. <laughs> heads, heads, just staring, <laughs> just so angrily. He looks disgusted. He I'm sorry. Blinking. <laughs> the the Vikings are like the kind of boyfriend that someone has at the start of a rom com, and the Bills are like <laughs> the the main. It's not worth that it. The girl falls in love with. Dump him. He's not good enough. <laughs> Dump him, Terry. No, <laughs> no. For me, I think what the Vikings are like is like you know, like over the series of wrestling, like Vikings are like you say, say it's going to be I don't know Randy Orton versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. Like okay. the week before. So in this fiction, is it still two thousand and three? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So they're they're going to be fighting at WrestleMania, and then the Vikings would be the guy that Randy Orton plays the week before WrestleMania as sort of like a tune-up for the big boys. Yeah, I think Vikings are the job still. Historically, they are that player. Right now, they're not even WWE. They're like NXT. Chavo Guerrero. Oh no, NXT is full of talent. You're like. A novelty wrestler. Yeah, I was about You're... to say, don't don't drop NXT in this because yeah. NXT is the only watchable WWE product out there right now. You're like I hadn't realized they were a character where he was a dentist. Oh, uh, what's he called <laughs> now? Uh, it like Isaac Jacobs P uh, PhD or something. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Isaac Jacobs PhD. No, he's the next quarterback of the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> right. God, what is it? It is now Kane Cardinals Dentist. Washington. Yeah, we've gone on for too many detours down wrestling rabbit holes. Isaac Yankum DDS. That's the one. <laughs> Isaac Yankum DDS. <laughs> Cardinals Washington. 
Do you know that Kane slash Isaac Yankum DDS <laughs> no, slash Glenn I... Jacobs is now a mayor? Yes, uh, I do. This is why, without me, also it gets derailed and like the episodes become two hours long. It is time for Cardinals Washington. So anyway, uh, Kane, <laughs> the brother of The Undertaker. I Did you have uh... those comics where like they were some kind of supernatural... Like... Oh, sorry, sorry. Cardinals, Washington. I got. Oh, okay. Are we done do with you guys, that? Do you know, if you guys are really, really blue, do you have like things that you turn to in order to cure that? Normally, uh, it's the NFL, uh, but I guess that's been taken yeah. away from you. Because one of the things, if I'm feeling like so sad that I just need to like, just need something to like kick me up the arse, then what then I you always, if you get me, <laughs> what I what I always end up turning to is that legendary footage of Stone Cold Steve Austin and Booker T in the supermarket. Oh my god, and that never oh, fails. Yeah. To... Did, you know, did you know that Booker T's knob falls out in that? Yes, I, yes, I do. <laughs> 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 when he just comes out of the fridge at the end I'm like oh <laughs> see I also I turn to uh, the scene where Vince McMahon's laid, laid in hospital and uh, Steve Austin just starts beating the shit out of him with like bedpans <laughs> I Ed was like this is what I turn to in, in times of, of great sorrow for comfort. Yeah. And Tom's like, oh, is that the one where Booker T's hog falls? Right, okay. Let's actually talk some... Washington okay. Cardinals. Cardinals, I thought, are looking great. I think Kyler Murray is unpredictable enough that I think he would cause any defense trouble. As much as I'm sick of hearing from every announcer that ever talks about Kyler Murray, oh, it's the second year and he's going to end up being MVP. I do think that maybe Kyler Murray has a good chance because yeah, he he's lethal on the ground. Nobody knows how to stop him and he makes people miss big time. Uh, he is very accurate with his throws. And now he has actual targets that he can throw the ball to, like DeAndre Hopkins, for example. Mm-hmm. I, the guy has a lot of potential to have an MVP year. And I think the Cardinals right now have gone from sort of being a little bit unsteady, but exciting to fucking solid. Definitely mm-hmm. a, a, a worthy 2-0 team. Do you remember the back in the day where the Cardinals drafted Josh Rosen 10th overall? Yeah, now he's on now he's on the practice squad sat behind Tom Brady and uh, who who even is the Bucks backup quarterback? It's that it's that guy, Blaine Gabbert. But oh god, how the mighty have fallen. But yeah, um the Cardinals do look incredibly feisty. Their their own line still is a little bit a little bit shaky. We saw again Chase Young get into Kyler Murray a few times uh, in this game. We we did sort of say that it'd be interesting because obviously it's a stodgy Ron Rivera defense against this sort of free-flowing air raid offense and the air raid offense ended up winning it on the day. And to be honest, I, in the same way that I don't know which teams are going to beat sort of the Steelers, Ravens and Chiefs. I don't know which teams are going to assuredly beat the Cardinals. I You could easily put them down as a winner for every week and have yeah. a good chance of, of winning this predictions league. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long do you think Kyle Murray can sustain this level of kind of performance? The I mean, way that he plays with that O-line that they have. He was playing this way last year. Like there's he not just didn't a, have yeah he just didn't have players who were able to other than Larry Fitz he didn't have anyone who was able to make a play after the cat on on a on a note still about the Cardinals but aside of them that hasn't been getting as much attention really because obviously 
Kyler Murray is the most exciting thing, and and DeAndre Hopkins was like the biggest trade of the of the entire sort of preseason off season. Buda Baker has been a revelation for this for this sort of new look Cardinals defense. They look like a solid outfit. They aren't just winning games by being great offensively. They're they're looking pretty solid defensively. Yeah, not, not quite in that sort of upper echelon but they they don't need to be in the same way the Ravens didn't need to be last year they're sort of doing do you remember last year where we talked about the Titans where we were saying all they do is like sit and base defense and tell teams to just beat them yeah that's exactly what the Cardinals are doing right now they're just sitting there sort of um, their base format which is sort of more like a single high safety with Buda Baker in the sort of like down in the box yeah and then just challenge teams to like run on them and they can't do it well exactly I mean you look at who they drafted what seventh overall and it was Isaiah Simmons who we, we we've been so high on this entire preseason he has been potentially I mean he's not particularly been in the play too much but I feel like just having another great talent on that defense has has helped them out massively because nobody wants to go near him no nobody wants to go near Buda Baker and nobody wants to go near Pat Pete so where the fuck do you go at this point yeah Hits is a non-profit organisation on Facebook that is helping to further the culture of American football in the UK by contacting councils to get the sport into schools and by helping donate money to current teams so they can buy equipment and kits and anything that they might need. If you go onto their Facebook group, you can buy raffle tickets for £10 to win autographed jerseys and helmets, so get on it now. I did have something. I, I did have a question, right? And I wonder. This is sort of more blue sky thinking, but the um, what you were saying about the O line being the Achilles heel for the Cardinals is sort of you know if you've got a player that can throw the deep ball as well as Kyler Murray can, why not just line? Do you remember the um, the formation that sort of like the Colts fake? you know the Colts fake play against the Patriots where they put like all their alignment <laughs> off to the side yeah why not bring your long snapper out put your QB like 20 yards behind the line and then just have him like throw zingers where he's not pressured because it takes like a few seconds for the lineman to rush to him all that way back right um that is a very weird question and I feel like you're trying to play 4D chess with me and I don't I don't like it I'm struggling. <laughs> no, hold on. Right. It mitigates both the speed and the power pass rush because even if they're fast, they're not going to get there and it doesn't matter how powerful they are because there's no one to beat. It puts your receivers in a position to make catches. Yeah, but then if he's if he's just going to sit back there and throw, throw zingers, just have a two-man rush and... Well, every now and again, he'll just run the everyone draw. everyone sit back and cook. Well, if he's running a draw, then you've got a two-man rush and you've got one. This is a terrible idea. We're, we're not even just, I'm, no, I'm out. It's like the kind of play a, a highfalutin high school coach should make before immediately losing his job and going back to like <laughs> Subway. Yeah, this does definitely seem like, I mean, I wouldn't be hiring you to be my, to be my offensive coordinator. Who do you think would? Well, who do you think would hire me? Mm. I mean, the Vikings could fucking well hire you. It doesn't fucking change shit about their team. Hey, why you, you get like... a decent cover layer in. Why are you being <laughs> like this, the Perrier? <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> the the little the the tiny amount that I made fun of your teams. Because it's funny to shit all over the bad teams and when one of them mm. happens to be a host who is so prevalent. I mean, we we shit on the giants all the time, but like Sam's yeah. barely here yeah. most of the time, so it's we true. don't we don't get to bully Equally, him. that's a that's an easy, you know. Anyway, yeah, exactly. We and never get to shit the giants, on the Vikings. Yeah. The Giants true. will take it because they know, but the Vikings all I'll say is this, all right? All I'll say is this. We're shit, all right? <laughs> now, what's, what game's next before I... Okay, we'll, we'll circle back around. Well, next <laughs> is uh, Texans-Ravens. Let's, uh, let's move on to, mm-hmm. to Texans-Ravens. Let's move swiftly past Texans-Ravens. <laughs> Because that was the amount that the Texans were sort of in it to win it. Yeah, the the Texans have oh, yeah. have have been pummeled by the Chiefs, been pummeled by the Ravens. They've allowed the most QB hits through two weeks, and then they face who, like I've pointed out, maybe the third best team in the AFC coming this coming Sunday. Not only that, but the team that historically over the last five seasons have had the most QB hits and the most sacks in every year, either tied or single alone up there. The Texans are going to get fucking ravaged again. What an awful start to the season for them. Yeah, I mean, you wonder if Deshaun Watson's going to make it out alive. And I, I mean that in all sincerity, I would consider starting your backup here. Yeah, fuck it. You don't, you don't want a game that isn't really that winnable, to be, to be quite honest, with, with the team... As it is, and morale as low as it is, you don't want your signal caller and the only guy worth a damn on your entire offense to get hurt. So I, I agree. I mean, we saw what happened when Drew Locke decided to try and take on Bud Dupree. Fucking AC sprain in his shoulder. You don't want that for Deshaun Watson. Just leave no. him out. AC sprain in his shoulder? Yeah. You're right. yeah, your anterior cruciate ligament is in your knee. Your AC joint is in your shoulder. I'm reliably informed. Oh, AC. I mean, it might be that in Lambs or whatever the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> We've managed to talk about one of the host teams again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna set a challenge now, where we don't talk about <laughs> the host teams until the end of the podcast. Well, to be fair, I think that this one was at least slightly more apt. Um, it was. Well, yeah. but the Texans here in this game, uh, they they couldn't move the ball. They couldn't stop the Ravens. The Ravens look like how the Ravens will look for the entire year. They made the right moves in this past offseason. They brought in J.K. Dobbins in the draft, who has looked fantastic. They've got Gus Edwards to complete that sort of quad of backs that they've got now. They've obviously got Ingram and, and Lamar Jackson as well. You don't you don't know who you're facing on that, well, on any option play. You don't know who you're facing at the line of scrimmage. It's so fucking difficult to read what the Ravens are going to do. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, you say that, but they drafted Patrick Queen in the, in the first round and he's been a revelation at inside linebacker. It's filled a huge yeah. position of need for the Ravens. The Ravens have drafted incredibly well for about 20 years now and... This this past draft was was no different. No. To be honest, they've many many graduates from Ball So Hard University. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Sam doesn't know what we're talking about. I barely Ball know. Ball So Hard about. University. Yeah, that's the that's the university that Terrell Suggs claimed to go to. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. 
That's that's the level that we've stub, uh, stooped to do on the Stiff Up Lip podcast. Do you not like my Ball So Hard University reference? <laughs> of course I do. Of course I do. It was lovely. I appreciate it. I just, I'm just. He's had a he's had a rough day. Bless him. Give him a break. I'm trying to be the heel of the podcast. That's what I'm trying to do here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. As long as I'm sort of like the Chuck Palumbo of this podcast, I'll take it. <laughs> so the complete nothing mid-carder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or the, or the Mr. Kennedy. Um, no, who's, uh... that, who's the annoying announcer? Michael. Michael Cole. Uh, I feel like I'm a Michael Cole. Nobody wants to be a Michael Cole. Mm, actually, no. Maybe I'm more like a... Am I like strong enough to be the great Kali? <laughs> Tom gives me serious t- Tommy Dreamer vibes. I reckon, yeah, to be fair. To be fair. Did you know Tommy Dreamer once shit himself? <laughs> what, on the, in the ring? In the ring. He got, he got, a, he took a world's strongest slam from Mark Henry outside and, and cracked himself. It's actually apparently quite common. Sometimes wrestlers that have got like long pants or like long trousers uh, wear, wear nappies. And I'm, I'm genuinely <laughs> serious. <laughs> oh. Tommy, Tommy Dreamer shot himself, taking the world's strongest slam from Mark Henry. <laughs> okay, what's, oh. the, what's the most, like, intense wrestling move that you could, like, take without shitting yourself? Um, I mean, a hurricanrana, I reckon, probably does some shite to your bowels. I feel like that's not that intense. So we're talking, we're talking like the you, most intense one you could have without you could take leaving without a little poop. Okay. I, I yeah. actually genuinely think, like, the FU might, or the F5, like, something that just fucking... That's true. ...on someone's shoulders, so you're already if being, it goes like, wrong, impressed. If it goes wrong in the middle of an F5, it goes very wrong. Yeah. For all involved. Yeah. <laughs> Curd everywhere. Um, <laughs> I think for me, I don't know, I'm, I'm struggling because I'm sort of thinking, I don't know, something like you absolutely wouldn't want to get it early in like a sort of tombstone pile driver situation. <laughs> oh my God, wait. It's, do you know how I said that it's quite common? Yeah. Um, the Undertaker has once delivered a tombstone pile driver oh, to someone. Man. I can't remember who it was that <laughs> shot himself. But when the Undertaker oh, picked him up and... and, and uh, was about to deliver the tombstone. Apparently, he was like fighting back tears because the smell <laughs> was so bad. <laughs> oh god! Sorry, it's just turned into a wrestling podcast now. Oh, the I think if, I was gonna say if you know, I think a five star frog flash would be bad, but only if you really commit to selling. <laughs> <laughs> We do, we do need to get back on track because we have a few more games, but I'll I'll end with one final final move. <laughs> Scotty Too Hot is the worm. <laughs> a much worse people's elbow. <laughs> a people's elbow where there's no people. <laughs> yeah. Turn it out. <sighs> right, okay, back to sports, I think. Does anyone have anything else to add about Texans Ravens? No. No. Shall we move on to quite possibly the most impressive rookie debut that came out of absolutely nowhere? 
I think I've ever seen. Chargers Chiefs. Justin Herbert, who was taken tenth, uh, funnily enough, after s- after mentioning, was it taken tenth? I think it was. Wasn't it like seventh? It might have been seventh. Yeah, had a superb day after finding out that he was going to be starting about fifteen minutes before the game actually kicked off. Yeah, it's true. Um, I th- I think didn't wasn't it a chest injury for Tyrod? Yeah, he's ended up in hospital, and I hopefully he's ending up all right. But yeah. Yeah, um, Herbert came in and played. I'm not going to say he set the world on fire because he didn't, but he made some very, very good decisions. A lot of his receivers were open when he hit them, but he hit. He threw his receivers open a couple of times, which I think is you know something that accomplished passes still find trouble. In. Mm. There's plenty to be excited about for the Chargers, considering they took the Chiefs to overtime. But in the end, I think some really, really conservative play calling from Anthony Lynn might have been on the arse a little bit. Yeah. We sort of get into overtime after after the Chargers have run the ball very well with sort of that one-two punch of Eckler and Kelly. Um, by the way, Kelly is looking a mighty fine pick as well uh, at running back. Dude has come in and taken over the role of Powell back in that team. But yeah, so they move the ball well, gets it into overtime, fighting hard toe-in-toe with the, with the Chiefs, um, who ended up only getting into this position by... Patrick Mahomes doing a Mahomes level thing and playing a beauty of a throw. Did you see the sort of fifty-eight yeah, yard touchdown to Tyreek Hill? Of course, that was vintage Mahomes. Yeah, on the run, drops it perfectly into the hands of his of his receiver. Just a, a straight up dime of a throw. But anyway, so the Chargers get into overtime and and they stall out. Fair enough, but you don't punt it. I, I know it's the foot like you're only at your sort of thirty five or whatever, but don't punt it away because the Chiefs have the second best kicker in the game in Harrison Butker. They have the best quarterback in terms of passing ability. They have one of the best wide receivers. They have possibly the best tight end in the league, who's healthy at least. Anyway, mm-hmm. don't give the ball back to them and and let them be within just a field goal of of bringing it back. I know that your defense is held solid, Anthony Lynn, but don't just don't play with fire because you'll get your fucking balls burned and that's what you did don't mess with fire you'll get yourself singed (laughs) but then the the most egregious thing I think uh, happened after the game where Anthony Lynn who cast his team to the fire with conservative play calling and a complete lack of respect for what the Chiefs offence can do. Decided that he was going to completely fucking throw Justin Herbert under the bus with his comments. See, what did he actually say? Because I, I didn't know about this until you told me, and now I'm sort of intrigued to know what he said. So the official quote is, there's a lot we didn't get done with Justin on the field today. He's a backup for a reason, which is a confidence shatterer. After you've gone out there and thrown 311 yards, a touchdown, rushed for a touchdown, kept the charges in a game that most people have written you off of, taken it to overtime and stayed toe-to-toe with the best offense in the league. Don't throw that rookie under the fucking bus, you massive dick, Anthony Lynn. So you are my bastard of the week for that Really? You're, you're bastard of the week? My bastard of the week is Anthony Lynn for throwing Justin Hill under the bus. I 100% that bastard of the week. Shall we? Shall we move on? Are we? Are we in a position to feel? You know, we can really make a run at prime time here. I think. I think we can make a run at, at prime time games. We've obviously got two more left. Who both games were fantastic. But shall we start 
The Seahawks Patriots on on Sunday night football. Ooh, this was a game and a half. It was. Um, I think it was billed as an exciting game. I think it was two passers who maybe weren't quite on it. I don't think Russell was his usual self. But that said, it was still a very very entertaining game. Clash of styles again. The weirdest thing for me about this game was it was confirmation that the Seahawks they don't do a lot well, but the things they do well they do incredibly. Have you noticed this? Like they don't protect yeah. they don't protect Russ Wilson well, but his escapability in the possible in the pocket is exceptional. Yeah. There's a reason why Russell Wilson is one of the people getting MVP plaudits this year. And it's even in games against sort of very good defenses where it may not even seem like on the day you've done all that well. Five touchdowns and all the points coming from, from passes that you've made. You can't, you can't write that guy off at any point. I do have one thing that I'd like to sort of point out jumping to the end of the game. I know that we've got quite a lot to cover before that, but it does make me laugh slightly that the game came down to a goal a goal line stand Patriots on the two against the Seahawks and instead of passing it like the Seahawks did in Super Bowl well the Super Bowl 5 years ago, they chose to run it and they get stuffed as well. So I just think that was just a nice little storyline that I noticed that ended up happening in the game. It's a tiny bit of poetic justice, but I imagine it pales in comparison to the pain that Seahawks fans felt that day. Oh yeah, comfortably. But still though, I'm all here for the <laughs> for the for the natural storylines that developed throughout the football season. And I you know how last week you had catch of the week? Yeah. Can I present throw of the week this week, coming from a very, very unlikely source? Do it. Have you guys seen Cam Newton's completion over the middle, like deep over the middle to Julian Edelman? Yeah, it was fantastic. Absolutely incredible throw. Where he's throwing from his back foot. And the the spiral on that ball was the tightest I have ever seen on a throw of that depth. Mm. It was beautiful. I'd honestly, yeah, throw of the week, Cam Newton. Take a bow, son. Okay. I'd, I'd feel very good as a Patriots fan. I think Cam Newton is proving himself to... I mean, obviously, they're kind of having to build... Not build the offense around him, but very much work to what he can do. I'd, I'd be very encouraged. Yeah, I mean, what he can do represents a skill set that very, very few QBs have. So I think that there, there are certainly worse things to do than build an offense around a guy like Cam Newton. It does sort of pain me that... I keep reiterating this point. We let Bill Belichick get Cam Newton with absolutely <laughs> no offer, like no uh, rivalry whatsoever to the sign-in. We let the best coach in the NFL get hold of a player who, when coached well and when healthy, is... I mean, the dude has been an MVP already. That yeah. tells you everything that you need to know. Do not let Bill Belichick get MVP-level quarterbacks anymore. What have we learned, guys? In terms of a short yardage runner and a, a sort of mid-accurate passer, we've ne- I don't think we've ever seen a QB with traits like Cam. Like even if like sort of Lamar Jackson is a faster runner, shiftier runner, in terms of pure power, you know, Cam, Cam Newton is like a defensive end. Well, yeah, because Cam Newton plays, well, runs the ball like a power back would. The guy is a freight train who happens to also be able to throw. It's like what would happen if Derrick Henry had got an arm. <laughs> 
Eric Henry has two passing touchdowns in the NFL. Well, yeah, he does, yeah. He's got more passing touchdowns in the NFL than Kirk Cousins has this season. (laughs) (laughs) He hasn't actually because he threw two garbage time TDs to to Adam Thielen in week one. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Also, we said not to mention the host teams, so you are cast out. The Giants are host team? Not the Giants, the Vikings. Yes, they're my team. Oh, a host team. No, not a ghost team, Sam. Not the Jets again. Adam <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> Sorry, that just tickled me. Adam Gay. Sam is sneezing again. Yeah. <laughs> I've got no further comment. Shall we... Have we said everything we want to say about Seahawks Patriots, other than it was an absolute corker of a game? Uh, I mean, the the way that the game started pretty much sell uh, told us everything that we probably needed to know with a pick six, pretty much straight <laughs> off the bat. Like you've got to you've got to pretty much point out the way that it started. It was it was just it was just a fun game. It was a fun game between two teams. Yeah. That one team that we definitely knew was fun, and one that we didn't know could could keep up in in a fun game like this. Neither team wanted to lose, and it showed on the pitch. As opposed to the Jets, where <laughs> the Jets definitely want to lose, and it shows on the pitch. <laughs> the Jets want them want to lose because otherwise, like Adam Gase, like he'll appear in their dreams. He'll <laughs> trap them in like the a poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, anyway, that, that might be the cleverest joke I've told on this podcast. I think it is. I, I sincerely <laughs> think it is. With, with the shit we used to get in from you, I'm almost certain. Do you yeah, think which... New York Jets players like tell people that don't know about football that much that they play for the New York Jets? No, or I reckon that they, they say, say that... I'm a starting linebacker in the NFL. <laughs> um, should we move on to the, the, the Monday nighter? We shall. Raiders Saints. Oh dear. All right. Well, friends, fans, it's a goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. Now we have to pay the BBC like 30 quid. Well done. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> nah, see you later, Sam. You enjoy Hannah sneezing. Yeah, enjoy, Sam. Okay, see you in a bit. I have some more dead in the fridge. I'll see you in two weeks, my good man. Yes. Oh, enjoy coffee. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. It's a mighty and inscrutable arts. What? Okay, I'm out. Um, please make fun of the Giants more before you end the podcast. All right, uh, cool. That's, that's my only wish. My dying wish. <laughs> I heard it here first. So, just to get back on track again for what seems like the umpteenth time, Allegiant Stadium looks pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah, I thought originally it looked like an ashtray, but now I think it suits the Raiders to a T. It looks like the Death Star. It really, um, it really does have that vibe, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I kept expecting to, expecting to hear that. You know that, you know that sort yeah, of alarm they yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the stadium. I, I like the idea of the Raiders playing in in Las Vegas. I'm more used to it now. Putting the Raiders, who are, to be quite honest, a bit of a tacky team anyway, in the tackiest city on earth. Yeah, I they think... are the Siegfried and Roy of the NFL, aren't they? They are. And putting them in a giant Death Star ashtray, I think, works. It's it's all perfectly on brand for Mark Terrible Haircut Davis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mark, licensed to chop. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Licensed to will. 
I'm so no I'm so tired. So the Raiders won this game as well. They sort of crowned their uh, they crowned their new stadium with a win. Tom, the the announcer, and I can't remember who it was, who the announcer was for the Monday Nighter, said that's the answer to the trivia question. Who was the first Raider to score a touchdown at Allegiant Stadium? Who was the first Raider to score a touchdown at Allegiant yeah. Stadium? Uh, it was uh, Jalen Rashad. It was fullback Alec Ingold. That was it. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, which is definitely something that will never come up in any of our pod uh, pub quizzes. Might come up in in the Stiffer Pullet pub quiz. Now that we're going back into lockdown, we may end up doing some Zoom pub quizzes. But yeah, well, I'll do a stiff stiff upper quiz. Yeah. In fact, we could even broadcast the stiff upper quiz. Yeah, uh, well, this could this could be our a project if we do go back into lockdown. You can yeah. join us. I'll ask some questions about football. You can win some prizes, yeah, well, maybe. Definitely, uh, we'll definitely see how it is. May end up potentially being on Twitch. To be quite honest, I think that that'll probably end up being the the, the medium. Yeah, but uh, the Raiders played well. The Saints didn't, but it was a it was again another a good game. I think. Yeah, Derek Carr looked game. like a very solid quarterback out there today. Mm-hmm. And we've not said that for a long time. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, is Drew Brees cooked? Yes. That that interception where he sort of lazily threw it straight at... Uh, hang on, let me check. It was a, Yeah, I know exactly the one you're talking about. Yeah. Is it Tia Whitehead? Uh, no, it was uh, Morrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's fucked, really. He can't throw unless his feet are planted and his arm is fully extended back and he gets all of the time in the world. He can't throw it any further than 10 yards, to be quite honest. That is a throw that any quarterback in the NFL would have made. And... What? He just came up short. It was just a bad throw. It was, and it's, it's a shame to see such a, a paragon of the game. You know, if he, if if this is going to be his final season, then he has gone out with a whimper, not with a bang, hasn't he? He has, yeah. I mean, they are still sat one and one. They are still joint top of the uh, NFC South with the Bucks, and they they did look all right against Tampa last week, but just I don't see the Saints making it particularly too far in the playoffs. I think. We may end up potentially seeing Jameis Winston at some point. It's a fun proposition. Yeah, because we usually see Drew Brees going out with an injury of sort of week six, maybe week four, and uh, the sort of backup comes in and we get to see like a different Saints team and then Drew Brees comes in valiantly for the last five games and leads teams down the field. It does. It, I think this game showed that Drew Brees needs Michael Thomas to look good. Though. Yeah, that was my main takeaway as well. That was what was in my notes and sort of big highlighter pen was the Saints missed Michael Thomas so much in this game. Yeah, because, I mean, we already knew that Michael Thomas offers so much to an offense and anyone that says that he just runs like short curls and slants and, and drags and fades are clearly not seeing the bigger picture. And this game will hopefully have shown those people Michael Thomas is so key to that New Orleans offense that when he's out, they do not look like a solid team. They don't look like a competent team on offense. And that's with Alvin Kamara playing sort of where Alvin Kamara usually would. Yeah. Great receiving performance on the day. 95 yards for him, 79 on the ground, two touchdowns as well. Alvin Kamara was playing hero ball, and he had to because the team didn't have any other options besides him. I mean, I also think Jared Cook has finally reached the point of no return where he can't run at all after he's caught the ball. Yeah, yeah, it just... the I don't understand as well why if... Well, 
I say I don't understand. I do understand why Emmanuel Sanders only got one target throughout the entire game and that came in the fourth quarter. And it's just simply because Emmanuel Sanders is too good as a deep threat. And when you've got a guy that can't throw it any deeper than 10 yards from the line of scrimmage, there's no point. I would be I wouldn't be surprised if teams just stopped marking Emmanuel Sanders if he went more than sort of twenty yards downfield. Well, yeah. You you don't you don't have to cover anyone any further than twenty yards downfield really when you're playing Drew Brees. So it's it's like every every snap's in the red zone. Yeah. You you just have to leave sort of ten men in the box or, or very close to the line of scrimmage, play tight man coverage and have one deep safety and that'd pretty much beat the Saints. What are they gonna do at that point? Yeah. Shit. Before we go, Ed, unless you've got anything else that you want to add about this game. Not about the game, no. That's fine. I was just going to sort of finish it off with uh, week scores, the prediction week scores for week two. So, as you know, we we do these sort of predictions here. We had me and Emma win the week with 14-2 and on uh, on the week taking us both to an overall score of one and one. Emma does just slightly lead the uh, lead the league with 23 and nine overall. And then uh, Ed on uh, 11 and five goes to Aaron two, but a respectable score. And Sam going 12 and four before we finally end up with last week's winner, Beth, who sadly only finished eight and eight on the predictions. And I'm guessing that that's pretty much where we leave it, Ed. Yes. Um, I have precious little to say other than please enjoy your holiday. We will Thank miss you. you while you're gone. Yeah, um, and I'll be back for week four. Yes, yeah. when things get really tasty. Well, See yeah, you later, cause... Tom. <laughs> I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to add anything else from that. That was, that was the perfect outro. <laughs>